make it uncomfortable. Compete every day, man. His spirit, I find it hard to be matched. Oh yeah, we are back with another Pro Football Jokes podcast here. And while we're talking about making things uncomfortable, it's a little uncomfortable in the NFL right now where we're just kind of ignoring the fact that COVID may disrupt or ruin our season. But hey, we love jokes here, so we're going to ignore all the serious stuff and get into what almost matters. But to get into that, I need my companions, my compadres, starting with the freaking beast himself. Alex, how you doing tonight, man? I am doing fantastic. I think it's been a good week of football. I mean, sure, we don't know that there are going to be any weeks after this one, but, uh, you know, I, I'm still optimistic. It's uh, It's all good. And the best news that we'll get into, you won't have to watch Haskins throw football for your team again, regardless oh, if they're yes. or not. But we'll get to that in a second. We have the former host of the chopping block, uh, Drew Screwballs in the house. How you doing, man? Oh, I'm so excited to be back. No chopping block this week, but I'll have to work on it for the next. This is excited to talk some football and uh, not get COVID. Yeah, that's it. That's good. We are socially distancing here at the Pro Football Jokes Podcast Studios. Uh, I really went to, to to great lengths to distance myself from you guys, but that's okay. Uh, there is still news to talk about, and we can do that. Let's start with uh, I already mentioned it. Uh, one of the key benchings in the league for as some of the reporters for Pro Football Jokes will claim the best franchise in the league. I uh, don't know if anybody else will say that, but at least Alex will. What is this news about your star quarterback, Dwayne Haskins, top pick out of the Ohio State University, getting benched unfairly so? Uh, yeah, I think uh, it, w- it was pretty fair. Uh, I think the final straw was when Ron Rivera decided to go for it on uh, fourth and goal from the 13-yard line, and Dwayne Haskins threw a pass to about the 8-yard line. Um, <laughs> so uh, that – that was an interesting decision by him. Uh, and, you know, Isaiah Wright was able to run, you know, about to the five. Um, so, you know, pretty close. Uh, but the pass was completely. His yep. completion percentage, man. He's going for that. He's watching what's his, what's his face, shaky legs himself, Sam Bradford. It's all about the completion percentage. Yeah. And I, there, there are a lot of people out there like saying, you know, why, why didn't the Washington football team give them, give him a fair chance? I mean, he hasn't, you know, started even the full 16 games, but these people have clearly never watched Dwayne Haskins play football. And I don't blame them because uh, <laughs> we want to do that. Um, but like, I saw a stat that, that somebody posted it in one of our fantasy group chats that, you know, his stats and his first, uh, first, however many starts are pretty, pretty similar to, to Aaron Rodgers' first, you know, in the same amount of starts. Um, in his first games as a starter. Uh, so, uh, but it, it, the stats are completely misleading. Like the offense is so limited under Dwayne Haskins. We're just calling skirt. Like it was a ridiculous number of screens we ran in that last game because we just don't trust Dwayne Haskins to make any other throws. Like you just can't run an offense that way. And it's not fair to the other players on the offense when it's like, you're saying they're not being fair to Dwayne Haskins, not fair to everybody else on the team when you're when their their roles are limited because your quarterback can't do anything. He can't make reads, he can't throw downfield. 
Yeah. Mason Rudolph strategy. <laughs> like I noticed on that, I saw that same that same graphic that highlighted the stats between the two, but I noticed two key differences. First off, uh, Aaron Rodgers through the many games had more touchdown passes. So I think that's a good thing. And also Aaron Rodgers had more wins. Uh, so two key stats for your quarterback, Aaron Rodgers is winning in that the rest of it. Hey, cool. It's comparable. Uh, but the bottom line is, um, uh, Aaron Rodgers inspired hope and people saw the potential that they would actually want to get rid of a hall of fame quarterback and Brett Favre, Dwayne Haskins. The only reason he's starting for a team is because the starting quarterback happened to have a very unfortunate leg injury mixed with an infection. And that quarterback may be able to come back from that infection and take his job. That's how good he's at. <laughs> yeah, and Alex Smith wasn't even playing that well before the injury, but I still <laughs> take him miles over Dwayne Haskins. I don't I mean unless the he just can't walk, then I'd still rather have him. Obviously it's going just to run the wildcat. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously it's going to be Kyle Allen starting. Uh, Alex Smith will be the backup. Um, but I mean, I'm, Kyle Allen is fine. At least he can just run an offense. That's really all I'm asking right now. I mean, just throw the ball to Terry, man. How hard can that be? Exactly. That's all I want. And I think Terry McLaurin is just going to break out with Kyle Allen. Like maybe my hopes are too high. Cause it's obviously Kyle Allen isn't like, uh, you know, the best quarterback in the league, but, uh, I still just think with a competent quarterback who can just get the ball to the receivers more easily. Uh, I think Terry McLaurin's going to, going to be a beast and he's already been pretty good. Like even with Dwayne Haskins, the limited ability, he's, he's still put up good numbers. I give, I give give credit to the, to Riviera and, and that new staff because I mean, they come in, they really want Haskins to be the guy. Like how nice would it be to have a young quarterback that you can mold and really build a team around? Like that's something that's kind of interesting about the job. And then you get there and you consistently see, man, I can't do anything at all. But let me give him another week. Let me give him another week. Like, it's just, I'm, I'm almost surprised it took four weeks. Uh, but I do think they gave him a fair shot. And again, if, if he thought that Haskins was his guy, he would stick with him. But he just clearly, clearly has seen time and time again that that is not going to work. And he knows Kyle Allen. He knows what he can do and definitely knows what he can't do and still thinks that gives him the best chance to be a better football team. That's basically all you need to know about that situation. Yeah, I think just if the, the situation was just anybody but Dwayne Haskins at this point and Kyle Allen is there. He was with Rivera in Carolina. So, uh, you know, he's got that familiarity with Rivera and with Scotty Turner's offense. So uh, at least at least he's got that and it'll be comfortable. Um, and I think the, the offense will, will be decent enough. If the, if the defense can keep up what it's been doing and maybe get a little bit better with Chase Young coming back soon, um, then I think this team can, can win some football games. All right, let's play a quick, quick little game here for you, Alex. All right, so Dwayne Haskins or Mitchell Trubisky starting for your team? Oh my God! I, 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 go Mitch. I feel like Mitch is the right answer, but I just can't answer that. So. <laughs> <laughs> right, fine. What, what would your plans be going forward for a new quarterback if, say, Kyle Allen doesn't work out? What you don't think Kyle Allen is our quarterback <laughs> of the future? I mean, um, you never know. True. Kyle Allen was like, by the way, was like the top high school recruit 
uh, in the country when he came into college. Um, All right, so, so just put him against those high school teams again. Interesting, uh, interesting <laughs> note about him. Um, but uh, no, I don't think he's the he's the future. I don't know. I guess try and draft somebody else and see if it works out. I Gotta mean, be for the football team. They've had some rough luck again, making the big move. They lost Cousins, so they get an Alex Smith, and then the leg injury. Then they draft this guy, and just they've had it tough at quarterback. That, that's rough. So you so you can't decide between him and Mitch. That's fine. What about him and Danny Dimes? Oh, I take the any times. Yeah, that, that that one's a little too obvious. All right, fine. Let's get real tough here. Him, <laughs> Duck Hodges. <laughs> I, I take Dwayne Haskins, and that's no, let's, let's seriously let's go ahead and give him How a real a real starting level quarterback from the NFL, Brett Ripon. Brett, oh, I I'd probably take Brett Ripon. Honestly, I mean. <laughs> And I don't know if he's going to be anything, but at least he's got a chance. He showed some ability in the first game. <laughs> that is incredible. Case Keenum, bring him back. Colt, uh, Colt, Colt McCoy. <laughs> <laughs> Bottom line, it's tough. Uh, but switching gears to another tough situation, even though their team has made the playoffs more often than they have not under this guy, uh, they still consistently were the joke of most of the league, even some of the jokes at profootballjokes.com. Bill O'Brien is finally out, no longer the big man in charge of both personnel and head coaching duties there at uh, the Houston Texans. So we see a big firing. What do you guys make of this firing? Um, you can turn the season I, around? I don't, I don't understand why they fired him. He's done such a stellar job over the last two years. I mean, like – Honestly, like, I don't think Bill O'Brien is that bad a coach. Like, he's he's taken the team to the playoffs. Like, I, I think he's done a fairly – I mean, you think about it, just if they were in the playoffs last year. They were up 24 to nothing against the Chiefs. Remember that? Good times. Uh, almost looked like they were going to go to the AFC championship game. And Man, that was one of the most unbelievable things of all time. And <laughs> I've never seen a team be up 24 to zero. And I watched the lions as everybody knows, we blow every lead ever in existence, but I've never seen a team up 24 to zero, like so scared that they're about to lose. <laughs> yeah. And they, the chiefs took the lead before halftime. They were losing it. <laughs> it's un, it was unbelievable. And, so, that was the greatest uh, second quarter of all time. It really was. But, I mean, it's the Chiefs. The Chiefs were way more talented. I mean, the really, the, the problem was that Bill O'Brien was just a terrible GM. They shouldn't have never made him GM. They should have just left him as head coach, hired somebody actually qualified to do that job. Like, Bill O'Brien is, isn't a bad coach. He's just the worst GM of all time, and I don't think that's an exaggeration. So I get to I get to coach middle schoolers in in, in soccer right now, and they they talk a lot about their fantasy football teams. And man, they are awful. Let me tell you, they are awful. But they for some reason like making a lot of trades that are just terrible. But if you were to offer them anything that resembled like uh, Hopkins for uh, freaking David Johnson, they themselves as twelve year olds would laugh at you and never even think about that trade. And yet this man being paid millions went ahead and did that sucker. So that's tough. Yeah, I I, I really just don't understand it. Yeah, tough. Uh, but I mean again, like I think what did redeem him, what kept him that job is he honestly had success as an NFL head coach, whether it's just he did have some very, very talented players on his team. So you can't necessarily say it was a surprise that those teams made it to the playoffs, but he was the I coach. Mean, he, 
he did make the playoffs with Brock Osweiler one year. So yeah, I mean, like, yeah, that was Brock Osweiler. Him <laughs> or Dwayne Haskins? Oh God. <laughs> Uh, honestly, I'd probably take Brock Osweiler. <laughs> I can't, I can't, man. I, I would, uh, man, that's tough. I, I would only watch my team's defensive possessions if I had either of those guys. <laughs> <laughs> but, anyways, no, it's tough again. So, like, he had some talented teams, but yeah, no, he did well as a head coach. I'm with you. It'll be interesting to see if he gets another chance as head coach. You, you think about someone like Jason Garrett and the amount of time he had to be a head coach and got fired. Uh, finally, Bill O'Brien has much more success, really. And think about Jim Codwell. Oh, gosh, Detroit. Is it too late? <laughs> it's not too late. Uh, but that kind of leads us into, because there are a lot of uh, kind of precarious uh, positions all around the league with many teams that are having, lo- uh, excuse me, that have losing records currently. So we're going to play a little game since we've seen one losing team, being the football team, bench their quarterback, and another losing team fire their coach. We're going to play the should they fire their coach or bench their quarterback. Uh, so we'll kind of it's kind of a two-parter. You either can say if that is what you'll think they will do, or you can say what you think they should do because it doesn't always align. So let's go ahead and start with the uh, football team's division because all of them decided to be uh, <laughs> having losing records through four weeks. We'll start with the number one team in the division, probably the most interesting one. Let's start with Philadelphia, a whopping one, two, and one to lead the division. Should they fire their coach or bench their quarterback? What do you guys think? Uh, so I don't think they should do either, but if I have to pick one, then I would say fire their coach. I still do believe in Carson Wentz. I think he's he's still a good quarterback. Like I, I think people like he hasn't played well this year. He did a, he he played pretty well against the 49ers, I think. I mean, considering the people he was throwing to, but I think people, you know, the people talk about him like he hasn't been good in, since his you know MVP season. Uh, but I mean, he, he carried the Eagles to the playoffs last year. I mean, over you know, over the Cowboys who had you know all these weapons, and he was throwing to Greg Ward and uh, JJ Arcega Whiteside. I mean. Uh, so, I mean, I, I think Carson Wentz is still a very talented quarterback, and I, I, I'd keep him the starting role. What was their record last year going in the playoffs? Uh, nine and seven, I think. In the playoffs, they went 0 1. Yes, in the playoffs, they were, <laughs> they were, they were uh, 0 1. So Carson Wentz did get one. hurt, which uh, <laughs> is pretty consistent for him, so. <laughs> I think the Eagles should fire the coach and pick up Chip Kelly again. Yeah, that's a good I, idea. I have, a, I have a similar answer to Drew, but a much different result. I definitely think Carson Wentz is a football player, and, man, he is, he's been what Joe Burrow will be of being solid, but your team is going to get you murdered. Um, and even though their coach is a Super Bowl-winning coach, you got to fire him and hire Frank Reich back. Just Yes, I mean, absolutely. Somehow trick Indianapolis into <laughs> offing coaches. <laughs> That's what you need to do. Number one for Philly. Although they're atop of their division, they're not going to make any decisions. Even though they spent a second round draft pick on a quarterback, I don't think Carson's job is in jeopardy until his knees are in jeopardy. So we'll see how that goes. All right, moving along. Let's go to Wait, so Dallas. How's this next one going to go? Oh, I thought you were going to do Washington next. Okay. No, Washington has already benched there. And they're not, <laughs> yeah, so and they're so I was wondering not, how we're going to do this, if we're going to bench. Uh... No, for them in Houston, they're good. They've already made their decision. We're doing for the rest of the team. So we're looking at Dallas. One and three Dallas. Bench Dak Prescott or fire Mike McCarthy. What do you think? 
I think it's definitely more likely that they fire Mike McCarthy. I, I think they'll give yeah. him more rope than just one year. But you know, Dax played you know extreme, put up like crazy numbers. I don't think he's played quite as well as his numbers would indicate, but he still played very well. Um, and he's just I, such a good like play from behind quarterback. Yeah, well, then he's got the perfect defense. For him. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, uh, if I am if I'm Dallas, I'm kind of modifying this game here. I think it's actually – I watched Dak at, towards the end of last week. Man, that guy threw like four interceptions that were all dropped. Like he's yeah. good, but he has some stellar wide receivers. I know his offensive line is not as good as it has been, but I don't think he's this never-been-seen-before crazy high-numbers quarterback. My thought is you trade him for a more stable veteran quarterback that doesn't want $75 million a game to play for your team. <laughs> so I'd find a way to trade him for somebody. That's what I say for Dallas. Yeah, I mean that could it could be pretty good for Dallas because I think they would be able to get really good value for Dak. Um, even but the with, thing is, you have to uh, trade for a quarterback specifically. Well, you could trade for a pick, maybe to trade. Uh, I, I don't think people would get anybody to give up. Like I was about to say you can't punt on the season. I mean, somehow, maybe some way you do something. This again, we're just getting crazy here. But a team that's three and one that probably would not want to do this. But you think like, would Cleveland give up Baker Mayfield? And somebody like I, I don't really believe in Bay, but I'm just trying to find like another quarterback and get somewhere. I, we don't need to spend too long on this, but uh, I'm just trying to think of who could you get that would uh, perhaps make a big uh, difference for your squad there. I think Mitch Trubisky is available for cheaper than that. But anyways, that's what I do for Dallas. Going to the 0-4 Giants. Should they bench Danny Dives or fire the coach? This is a tough one. Uh, Drew, what do you think? I would. I just don't think Danny Dimes to. I don't think he's had enough time. I think don't feel like he's had the offensive. His offensive lines all right. But no, don't have good. like. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I just, yeah, I think you're right. I'd, I'd rather fire Joe Judge. I mean, the correct answer is fire Jason Garrett, uh, and fire whoever <laughs> hired Jason Garrett. And plead for someone to donate. Um, what is it, an ACL to Saquon Barkley? <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe the correct answer is bench, bench Daniel Jones so that he doesn't die. <laughs> well, yeah, that's kind of the the Joe Burrow response. All right, so yeah. let's see. I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of speed this up. Well, not necessarily speed this up, but I'm gonna jump around so it's not gonna be necessarily as specific on divisions. Let's look for the New York Jets. How can we save the Jets season, Alex? Bench or fire? <laughs> well, I think this is the easiest answer there there is. I mean, I, it's really shock. I was shocked that Adam Gase didn't get fired after losing to Brett Rippon on Thursday night. I mean, that uh, th- this Jets team is pathetic. I mean, Adam Gase, you know, people. I mean, it's just more and more players that's like, oh, you get away from Adam Gase, you're, you immediately become great. Um, so I, I think everybody's pretty much done with Adam Gase and think he needs to get fired as quickly as possible. So the state, the state of New York has four wins and eight losses. Uh, the city of New York has zero wins. <laughs> <laughs> Buffalo just crushing it, representing. Oh, then yeah, no, I'm with you. They're they're a whole dumpster, dumpster fire. I'd find a way for Le'Veon Bell to play quarterback. And have freaking Sam Darnold run for fifty yard touchdowns every game. 
Yeah, he's the better running back at this point. So, pretty much, pretty much, terrible team there in Detroit. Uh, not Detroit. Well, um, team I think is already right in Detroit. That's a different thing. We'll get to them soon. I'm saving it. It's too much fun. <laughs> All right, let's look at Atlanta Falcons, a fellow 0-4 team. Kind of a surprising 0-4, perhaps. Uh, but do they fire or do they just bench Matt Ryan? Yeah, it's another pretty Super easy one. Fire. <laughs> <laughs> like Dan Quinn, I don't think Dan Quinn is like a bad coach. I mean, he did take them to the Super Bowl, uh, and you know they've had they had pretty good success with Dan Quinn. You know, prior to that, and even. Even a couple of years after that, they went to the playoffs the next year and almost beat the Eagles. Uh, but, yeah, their defense has just been awful under Dan Quinn, who's supposed to be a defensive coach. Uh, he and, is when he's got the Legion of Boom. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's uh, what, what he needs. I mean, he probably, if he just got Richard Sherman or Earl Thomas, uh, I think he'd be better off right now, even, <laughs> even if they're older and washed up. But... I mean, Richard Sherman was still pretty, very good last year. We'll see he very good once he returns from injury this year if, uh, if he'll be quite as good. Um, but, yeah, their they're secondary is just embarrassingly bad. That performance on Monday night was was awful. That, that when the, the Monday night crew is just roasting the Falcons secondary <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> like the fourth down play where – they just point out how all the Packers receivers are <laughs> wide open. <laughs> hey, just good play calling, man. Trick the defense. That's the only time they were open. I promise. <laughs> Don't look at the tape. Yeah, now they're in trouble. I, again, like I think it, it is important to note that like Dan Quinn has had success. It's not saying he's a bad coach or anything like that, but if we had to pick between the two, the shakeup has got to be in the coaching staff there. I mean, it's really got to be in personnel and defensive focus there to allow Atlanta to be in these games. Uh, but let's go look ahead at the Bengals, who are trying to kill a pretty promising uh, quarterback here. Uh, <laughs> should you bench him to save his life or fire the coach? <laughs> I don't want to do anything. Well, there, there is, uh, you know, quite. A, I think Reed would definitely say, you know, bench him just to just to preserve him. Uh, but no, I think you got to keep him out there. He's he's been playing well, and uh, uh, obviously, you you got to see what you have in your young quarterback. Got to help him develop, and even if he is behind a pretty terrible offensive line, uh, I, I think he can handle it. Hopefully. Um, <laughs> Maybe. So, yeah, Zach Taylor, I, I haven't been too impressed with him. I don't think he deserves to be fired just yet, but yeah, obviously between these choices. Yeah, we're, we're playing the game. We're kind of forcing us to make a choice again. I, I would say that there's no need to make a big move like that, but it's more fun to say something and act like it would make him into a Super Bowl team this year if they followed our advice. Okay, so fire, can... fire Zach Taylor, hire uh, Bill Belichick. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, they need uh, Sarnecchia there in Cincinnati or something. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, looking at uh, Jacksonville here, should you just sit Garner Mitchell in front of a mirror with his jock strap, or uh, make a coaching change? Ooh, both. I, I think this is a this is a coaching change one for me. I think Doug Marone has kind of been a dead man walking this this whole season. They really, I, I don't think they plan on keeping him after the season. Anyway, so I mean, and they brought in Jay Gruden as their offensive coordinator. He seems like the perfect like interim interim coach. Yeah, 
Uh, what about know. here? Oh, you want to add to that, Drew? Nope, that, I agree. All right, so <laughs> think about Miami. Do they keep? Do they keep with the Fitz magic, or is it time for Tua? It is time for Tua. Fitz Ryan Fitzpatrick, I think, has like one passing touchdown, like a week or something like that, and. He, but but his rushing touchdowns keeps doing it, dude. He's true, but let let the Dolphins clearly not the face. <laughs> and I, like, although it's not about this season for the Dolphins, I feel like just getting him some snaps and some just get him in the game a bit will help him out. I mean, I'll get the fans interested. I'll get the players interested. Like, maybe maybe not make a run this season, but to start getting them in the game. Yeah, I think you gotta bench Ryan Fitzpatrick at some point this year to you know get Tua in there and get him some some snaps. Uh, even though I think Fitz has played fairly well this, um, and it's so much. I I just really enjoy watching Ryan Fitzpatrick. He's just always fun to watch. He always plays with that fearlessness, uh, and I, I I love watching him. So I, I hope he's in there for a few more games. Yeah, I but, want him uh, to start for Washington. That'd be incredible. That'd be so much fun. That'd be so fun. <laughs> like, like, see, I just love what you said. He's fair, like he knows who he is. Like when he had that great stretch, he joked about it. He he knows he's not the best guy to ever play the position, but he knows what he he knows he's capable of stuff. So he's gonna go out there and play. And it's like, oh man, I threw a couple of interceptions today. Or I ran for two touchdowns. Like he just is gonna freaking go for it. And that's just super exciting. So you got to keep him in there, even though I do love their coach. So I would say, I would say keep it the same until you're you're feeling number one confident into his health. You definitely don't want to mess with that hip or anything. Uh, but then kind of find almost a soft defense for him to just have some fun warm-up throws against. What about Denver? Do they even have a quarterback to bench? <laughs> Dude, they, they, brought, they brought in Brock Osweiler. So, uh, <laughs> or not Brock Osweiler. Sorry, Blake Bortles. So oh, we were talking about oh, Brock yeah, you have to start Blake bench or quarterback. Bortles. All right. So so you like that? Uh, how do you feel about uh, Kirk Cousins in the 1-3 Minnesota Vikings? Uh, well, I definitely wouldn't. You know, I'm not benching Kirk, so uh, <laughs> fire Mike. Hey, I I don't really think Mike Zimmer deserves to get fired, but I don't know. I don't. Mike Zimmer, I think he he's a very good defensive coach, but I just don't know about his like decision making. But yeah, no, I'm with you. It's kind of it's one of those things where it's like you know you have a pretty good coach, but is this is this working? Uh, and unfortunately for Detroit, when they made that choice, they made. I would say three years has proved to be the wrong choice, uh, but uh, we we shall see. And Kirk Cousins has, has played has played fine, so uh, yeah, it's one of those where it's kind of like kind of sit tight. But obviously, something needs to change in that organization. It's been a disappointing year, and they have a tough matchup against Seattle this week. Uh, and then before we get to the best team in the league, Detroit, we're going to talk about one team that needs to fire not their coach nor bench their quarterback, but to. Um, Fire their medical staff, the Los Angeles Chargers. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think, uh, well, I mean, their medical staff did, was clever this time and uh, getting Tyrod Taylor, that, that punch of lungs, or Justin Herbert could come in. Um, so I think Justin Herbert looks like the real deal right now. I mean, he's he's been great. I think it was the sixth like chest injection they did in a row that Tyrod's like, are you sure I still need more? And just kept <laughs> yeah. Trust us. Yeah. That doesn't even look like a needle. That's just a knife. <laughs> I can't <laughs> breathe. <laughs> we need another um, injection. 
<laughs> yeah, got to use this knife to pry the other one out. <laughs> Just so brutal. Now, it's one of those things where it, it's it's absurd for Tyrod to lose his lose his job over the fact that he got a painkilling injection that actually took out one of his lungs. Yeah. Uh, and that, I mean, that's probably going to end up being a lawsuit. We'll see how that goes. But, uh, yeah, they can't. They can't bench. They, they got something going. Even though they might not win a lot, they got to keep keep it rolling. Yeah, completely agree. I mean, J- Justin Herbert's made some pretty crazy throws. And, like, he, he's just – he looks – the offense is so much more fun. Although, they are 1-0 with Tyrod Taylor, and they've lost all their games with Justin Herbert. So well, he did come. He did get like two minutes warning that he's going to play the Chiefs. Did really well. The next week kind of sucked, and then this past week was solid but lost. Uh, I was impressed. That backpedaling play obviously was the highlight. I when I first watched the highlight of it, I thought he overthrew the ball, and I was like, "How did he overthrow it?" Like walking backwards, but I mean, it fell in perfectly. It was an incredible toss. Uh, but speaking of another quarterback that's capable of that, even though this last week actually missed a few throws, including a couple crucial ones that really could have given the Lions a great chance to win a game. Uh, Matthew Stafford, does he need to sit uh, so Chase Daniel can come in? A lot of promise I hear with that guy. Or should Matt Patricia take a walk and uh, not return? <laughs> well, I mean, you got to put in Chase Daniel. I mean, he's like, uh, he's he's been, you know, the consummate backup i think he's uh he's ready to just jump into that starting role and under matt patricia's leadership uh, <laughs> development he'll uh, turn into the, the guy of the future oh man that i mean if you do that we won't blow any more 14 point leads i'll tell you that much. yeah <laughs> <laughs> we might not see 14 points but that's okay uh, it's better than now, giving them up i'm excited for matt patricia to have the press conference like jay gruden of if my key still works on Monday, I'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> and I do, again, I credit the Fords. We'll see if we make an in-season move or not. I think we have enough talent on the team that an in-season move at this point is not terrible. We have a bye week. I was hopeful. Hasn't happened yet. Probably means it won't happen this season. Um, but I do like the fact you got to give coaches a chance. And even though I want to fire Matt Patricia like week four in, uh, to his tenure because he made some terrible l- l- late game decisions. And Alex, you're the one that told me it's probably premature, which I think I'm on the right side of history there, but that's okay. <laughs> uh, it, it is a tough one to be Detroit. So here's a little, here's a little guessing game for you guys. So if my facts are correct, which I believe they are, but uh, under Matt Patricia, the Lions have had a double digit lead in 16 of their games in 16 of their games. They've had a double digit lead. What? do you think their record was in those games? Uh, I, I'm going to guess eight and eight. I think that's pretty bad. If uh, he blew eight, eight double digit leads. Um, uh, so I really hope it's not worse than that, but <laughs> that, that's what I'm going to go with. What do you think? So wait, there's... How, out of how many games? 16 Six. games. What do you think their record I'm was? Say he blew seven. Seven leads. Well, Alex would be correct. He blew eight leads for a loss, but he's also wrong because he blew nine leads because there's also a tie. He's seven, eight, and one when he has a double-digit lead. On the flip side. That that Cardinals game, of course. Yeah. On the flip side, 
Patrick Mahomes in his career has been down 10 points 12 times. What do you think his record has been when he's been down 10 points? 10 or more points, excuse me. Well, I know uh, he's done it. He's been down more than 10 to the Lions and uh, came back and won that one. Um, <laughs> I, I, I will say uh, I'll say eight and four. Maybe that's too seven and five. He went seven and five, being down ten it or more points. Wrecked, Alex. You the Lions. The Lions had The Lions had four more chances with the lead, so at least a twenty-point differential, and have lost <laughs> three more games, tied one more, and only won the same amount. Keep going, Matt Patricia. I wish we had Andy Reid. So unbelievably badly. <laughs> Matthew Stafford, you deserve so much more than what you've gotten so far in your career. It's not too late, but, man, you could have had not like a greatest of all time, but you easily could have had a Hall of Fame career that uh, you went to the Lions. <laughs> that, that, I mean, it, it, it is crazy. Like, uh, Pep and I were watching the Lions game and just saw them go up 40 and nothing, and Pep was just like, well, this would be a good lead for them to blow. And then sure enough, the Saints score five straight touchdowns. Yeah, it's one of those things. Like, so against them and against the Packers, the two weeks when we're up 14 to three or 14 to to zero, like it's we had the ball twice. They only had the ball once. So it's like if you gave both teams two possessions, like against the Packers, we're only at 14-10 or 14-7. So it doesn't seem super crazy. But in the same respect, it's insane. We, the five straight yeah, touchdowns. But it, we it wasn't been. like they, they, you know, just lost barely. It was like they were up 14 nothing, and then just – the other team just goes crazy and keeps well, just yeah. well I mean honestly the Saints game we still could have won. We are we were tied at 14. Sure. We were driving Matt Stafford under threw the ball to Hawkinson, who was open. That was a bad throw by Matt Stafford. That was a terrible throw by Matt Stafford. That was a free touchdown that he threw an interception on. So that's a we should have been up 21-14. Instead we go down 21-14. Uh and then we could have had a touchdown to be within one score with like minutes 8 30 to go but instead he missed that throw so we scored later on the drive and only left us like four minutes and then couldn't get the stop so uh it's definitely not his fault we lost but he did have a couple good chances to give us an even better chance and and missed him so tough day but we'll be bouncing back this week probably won't blow any leads and that'll be nice Uh, (laughs) yeah probably won't blow any leads we'll see uh, it, it is tough. Any, any other uh, major storylines? I know, Screw, you wanted to mention how Mahomes was fraternizing with COVID-19 positive players on the opposing team. What do you make of that? Well, I mean, he obviously had no idea, and either did Stephon Gilmore. But it's just, it's just scary how close this whole season is to falling apart through, like, just the virus it's just it's just nuts like it's not their fault like he didn't know he didn't know they're out there attacking might, might and breathing the on each fault. other anyway so it really doesn't matter to begin with like stefan probably at one point came in contact with patrick anyway so i mean it's just this the whole league is like teetering on the edge where like the titans whole team gets caught with it and now it's breaking out on the patriots and then it might break out in the chiefs because the virus takes a few days to really like appear in people. So it's just, it's just a nightmare. They need to go. They should, they should all go to Disney world after the NBA season is, is over and just play in a bubble. (laughs) (laughs) 
they're yeah. going to need a much bigger bubble, but it'll, yeah, we'll, we'll see. I, I don't know. It, it is uh, pretty concerning. Uh, I think the Titan situation is, is the more concerning one to me. I mean, the Patriots still, it still looks like it's just Gilmore and Cam right now. And nobody's tested positive on the Chiefs yet. So, or, or other than they had one positive test to their you know, backup quarterback yeah. um, prior to the prior to the game. Um, but other than that, no, nobody's tested positive since. Um, and I, I don't know. I, I, the Titan situation is just like half their team. They have twenty two player twenty two players and coaches so far. And yeah, the, obviously that came out that they were. They were practicing at a high school uh, after the NFL closed the facility, and that's why people are still more people are still testing positive now. So, uh, yeah, that's going to be interesting. I don't. I I wonder if they just like have the Titans just forfeit some of these games for if they consider them. You know, they're denying that they did that. Although there were like pictures taken of it. AJ <laughs> Brown was like AJ Brown literally said a jury couldn't convict. To say that that was us in the photo, I plead the fifth. Y'all stay safe out here. It's like, <laughs> dude, you were literally there. <laughs> Photoshop. <laughs> I don't understand. Just like admit to it that you you messed up, and move on. But oh, it's just insubordinate and churlish. Churlish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it is. It is definitely so. It's all kind of teetering and just. We'll figure it out. I think that's an interesting, interesting question you raise on will the Titans have to forfeit games if they're found to um, kind of be mishandling their COVID situations and breaking rules, which I think is what will happen because the league just can't reschedule that many games, uh, which would be uh, wild to wild to see. There, it's kind of yeah. Kinda I don't know. Why the, I don't know why the league didn't put a little more flexibility in the schedule. I mean, that was something that was considered, like putting in a few more bye weeks, just. Case games need to be rescheduled. Seemed like a, a pretty solid idea without much downside, but uh, you know, whatever. We'll see. I mean, the, the players will be rested for games. <laughs> no, <laughs> we must continue to have the Chiefs, our most important franchise, play a COVID-infected team, and they need to play three games in the span of eleven days. This is how we run a league. <laughs> Yep. Good. Good job, NFL. Oh my God. I mean, seriously, you can't. I mean, not that you need to make it so Patrick Mahomes wins every time. He'll do that on his own. But like, please don't do anything to ruin our ability to watch that guy. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Maybe, maybe there's some. They'll be able to like push back the playoffs and play a couple games between the regular season and the playoffs. I don't know. I, yeah. NFL seems pretty rigid with their scheduling, but I, I mean, they they obviously haven't schedule those games because we don't know who's playing yet. So I don't know. Maybe maybe there's some possibility there. I, I have no idea though. Let's uh let's just hit here, uh kind of throwing you guys on the spot, but I think you'll like this. Let's just talk about because I have one in my mind to start us off to share one or two players each that we find that are underrated in terms of fun to watch. They're not necessarily the best players of all time, but they are just enjoyable to watch. Like you already talked about Fitzpatrick is one of those for you. Uh and me, I'm going to go ahead and just say is um, underrated and just so fun to watch. This one is because he is just better than anybody else on a football field is Aaron Donald. I love watching that guy 
every single play be better than anybody else out there, no matter how many guys they use to block him. And he his numbers don't reflect it, but if you just watch this guy move other human beings around the football field, it's incredible. So fun to watch. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I, I think that's he's, – he's pretty clearly – you know, if you're watching the Rams play defense and they're playing not so – not that great of an offense that you don't really care to watch, I mean, just watch Aaron Donald. I don't even – watch the ball just watch him just destroy the <laughs> offense line he's playing against even their double teams he'll just rip through them and yeah I, he I rips know. through he holds one guy off with one i've just never seen anything <laughs> like it play after play it's so enjoyable if only he was on like a competent defensive squad but instead that's, he just that's ran. what i used to do with like james harrison it was like every snap on the steelers defense i would just watch james harrison the whole time because you knew I, he was just gonna do some crazy stuff and then nail someone in the head and then complain about <laughs> it to the NFL. It was great. <laughs> Aaron Donald does one of those things. Uh, so what about for you, Alex? What's an underrated in terms of just pure watching enjoyment? All right. Well, you kind of put me on the spot here. But uh, if I have to pick somebody just off the top of my head, I have to go with, with my guy, uh, Terry McLaurin. Uh, it's just, just so much fun to watch. I feel like he's just able to run every route. And you, if you you just watch him off the line, watch him, you know, beat his guy on on a slant or beat his guy deep. He can beat him on crossing routes or out routes. Uh, it, it's just, and then once he gets the ball in his hands, he knows how to make plays too. So I think that's he, he's just a fun guy to watch. I'm just watching him do it in different ways with the, some limited quarterback play as well. <laughs> Hopefully less limited going forward. Uh, screw. Do you have any players that you just find are just exceptionally fun to watch? Did you say two or one? Uh, you, t- one or two. I'm not going to force you to have two, but if you have two, go for it. All right, I'll go two. Right, I think everyone who listens to this podcast is going to know I'm going to go with Deontay Johnson on the Steelers. He's just so fun when he touches the ball. He's got moves that'll just knock your socks off. He's got good hands. He's becoming like the premier like receiver on the Steelers, and he's just he he's good on punt returns. He's they hand him off the ball on like sweeps, and they can get him on like slant routes or. He had like the last year, he had like the most yards of separation of any other receiver in the league. He's just very good at making space for himself. It's really fun to watch. And if I had to pick another, I don't know if he's underrated, but I think Joe Burrow is going to be something special in like three years. Like, there, he's just so calm and like makes the right moves. Like, his team is very limited on what he can do with his threats and his line and stuff. But I think, I think in like the years to come, he's going to be. If he ever gets off that team or the team just gets better, he's going to be the one to watch for the most part. I know Reeb, Reeb would be proud. I don't know if Reeb would like it that I'm, like, complimenting the Bengals quarterback, but I think, like, if I was a Bengals fan, I'd be ecstatic. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, I like I love to think about this I kind of award. I, I like to think about Jameis Winston, who's the ultimate player for this, where he's just so fun to watch because you truly have no idea what's going to happen. Every single play, he could run for 25 yards. He could throw a 70-yard bomb. He could throw an interception to the opposing team's coach. Like, you never know what that guy is going to do. It's always just so electric when he's on the field. It's a great time to watch. Uh, My second player is kind of interesting. I mean, Buckner kicking that game winner was one of the most clutch things I've ever seen in my entire life. That was awesome. But what I find is can't miss TV is anytime Atlanta has to do an onside kick. 
<laughs> just just simply the because you're like it's a surprise if they don't get it like it's just incredible everybody else sucks and i mean obviously i guess it's also much watch tv if they have to receive an onside kick too that's just uh that's good television right there yeah, yeah I, I completely agree that that is always always fun uh so i when you were talking about you know guys who you know, anything could happen i mean i think the guy in the right now other than other than ryan fitzpatrick who i think is, is has always been that but uh the other guy is, is josh allen i mean mm. he, he, you just don't know when he's running with football he might just decide to pitch it for no reason he <laughs> to, to truck a guy grab a guy's face mask like does Shoot him in the chest. Who knows? <laughs> the, the play last year where he went for the quarterback sneak over the top, it, it fumbles it and picks it up and runs for the first down. It was, the, it's just awesome. I, I think uh, he, he's definitely fun to watch, and he's definitely improved a lot of the passer. So I don't yeah. know if he's underrated anymore. Um, he's been. It's just fun. It's, it's, it's all about the fun aspect of it. That's a good point. And honorable mention goes to. Any training staff giving pain-killing injections is also a <laughs> What's going to happen? Who knows? Oh, geez, that's awesome. All right, well, we're having a good show here. That was fun to hear. Now let's go ahead and wrap it up, you know, with my classic. We didn't do this the last time or two, but just overreactions. We got four weeks of football. Uh, so I want to know, what are you guys overreacting to? What is the thing that's happened that you saw it once and now you just are so confident you know what it's going to be for the foreseeable future? Alex, do you have a good – overreaction for us yeah my, my overreaction is that i think uh stephen hawking could get open against the falcons secondary <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it, I, I know we already kind of hit on this but it was it was ridiculous watching them like the, the play where they just tackled robert tanyan at right off the line like it was barely he barely even made a move yet and they already tackled him and then <laughs> Still, he was able to just get up and be wide open in the end zone. Like it's it's unbelievable. I, I, like Dan Quinn. I, I remember the the play where they stuffed him at the goal line, and the uh, Dan Quinn just like raising his arms up. He was like, "Oh my god, I can't believe it! <laughs> we made a defensive play." Uh, but. Yeah, that's it's, it's getting bad. I I just I just can't. It's it's hard to watch them. <laughs> That's Actually, it wasn't for me that night because I had Robert Tanya in uh, in Dynasty, so scoring three touchdowns is pretty cool. It's <laughs> a good point. Uh, screw you. Have any overreactions from the four weeks of NFL season so far? Yeah. All right. Here's what I'm going to say. I'm going to say Sam Darnold is probably the worst quarterback to ever play for the Jets, and the only reason, only way to make this better is to just trade him to the Steelers at the end of the season. We'll take him for free. We'll we'll take him off off your hands. No worries, and you can uh, yeah. We'll just do that. <laughs> I don't know that's reaction. That but seems completely genuine. And, Heck of a uh, genuine overreaction. I'm not, bi- not biased at all. Just just really think that the Steelers will just take him off their hands. Maybe put him on the backup position. Who knows? So my my overreaction is I am genuinely convinced that nobody is capable of playing quarterback for the Chicago Bears. That no matter who you get, no matter who you put in there, they are going to be 
a disappointment. So sorry for Bears fans out there. You can draft them high. You can make a trade for somebody. You can get a talented quarterback from the Broncos with a terrible attitude and a rocket for an arm. And they are not going to pan out. You will do your best with defense and special teams. But I'm sorry. You will not they have a bad time. They could have just drafted Patrick Mahomes. He still would have been been terrible for them. And now Patrick Mahomes would have just yeah been he would have forced his way out of there. He would have he would have somehow fit. he would have thrown left handed in practice until they would have traded him. He, 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 he would have won a he'll he'll deal with the Madden curse, but he won't deal with no Bears curse. That that then the Bears would have drafted uh, or the the Chiefs would have drafted Mitchell Trubisky and he would have gone on to be an MVP and throw fifty percent. Honestly, that's a, that's a pretty good overreaction that freaking anybody <laughs> Andy Reid got in that draft. Like, I mean, you could put so many play. I mean, maybe not Mitch, but you know, like somebody who plays quarterback. <laughs> I want to do a little segment real quick with you guys. I just want to ask you guys a question. Sounds I, good. A little short I, chopping block. A little short chopping block. Well, it's more of an opinion based chopping block. Do you think Eli Manning deserves to be in the Hall of Fame or the Hall of Very Good? Well, I don't think the Hall of Very Good is a thing, so I don't think he deserves to, to be in there. Um, but no, I, I don't think he deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. I, I think he will end up going there. But, I mean, he he like has he ever been a top-five quarterback? Maybe in 2011, I think he probably was at one season. I don't think – any other season he was a top five quarterback. So I I yeah. am actually gonna go on the flip side of you here, Alex. I I would assuming the Hall of Very Good actually existed, I would rather put Eli Manning in the Hall of Fame than the Hall of Very Good, because he himself wasn't always very good, as you're mentioning, That's wasn't true. always he was, a top five quarterback. He was more famous than very good. So he was way more famous than very good, partly his family, but also, I mean, for the Hall of Fame, is he actually he not only won two Super Bowls, but they're kind of iconic Super Bowls with those late game catches that he was a part of beating that Patriots team twice, especially ruining the undefeated season. Like I think the two Super Bowl championships, those playoff runs, and the iconic moments that he was in uh, lead to towards a Hall of Fame. And as I mentioned, I think he's going to get in regardless of our podcast. Uh, but if you actually said, should I put him in the Hall of Very Good, I would say he does not have my vote. But the Hall of Fame, let's see you there. All right. That's a good point. No verdict from you, Screw? Uh, I don't – so Deion Sanders had like a – I think it was more something last year where he talked about what the Hall of Fame is becoming, whether or not you're just like it's more about Super Bowl wins than compared to what it used to be, how a player like changed the role of the position he played in, where it was like the impact he had on the game was bigger than his just like Super Bowl wins. And Eli Manning had he was he was like even in his win win and losses. So I I don't think a quarterback and he led the league in interceptions like five times. I don't think – I think he has, like, accomplishments, but I don't think that determines whether or not you're a Hall of Famer. Like, because I don't think he was – although he had, like, big plays in those Super Bowls, he wasn't the reason those teams won the Super Bowl. But, so, I mean, they had some great defenses for sure. I mean, Tom Brady had more or less success each and every time they went to the Super Bowl. But I would say you just said it's not about accomplishments, but you just said he didn't accomplish the right things. So it is about accomplishments. He's got two Super Bowls. About the Super he defeated Bowl. an 18-0 Patriots team that nobody thought they had a chance of losing. He had a – you may say a miracle, but he had a – he he did he beat Tom Brady at his own game with the last-minute drive to win the big game twice. 
Like, but that that's pretty defining. I think he had the big moments, but he wasn't the reason that they won the games, is the thing. Like, AD hitting down, like, that three to, like, ice the game last night. That was a big moment, but I don't think he was, like, the reason they necessarily won the game. It's more about, like, how his individual performance affected that team, I think, is a bigger deal. Uh, I think the fact that he didn't get hurt and played for his team that entire stretch gave him that stability uh, and then the, the confidence to go in there and actually put those balls up to, again, he's not throwing to, to Randy Moss and to Calvin Johnson the out there all the time. going one and one. Like eight and eight. <laughs> Two and all in the Super Bowl eight. against Tom Brady. He made yeah, it. When, when eight and oh in those playoff runs, I mean – it was like I, I think Eli Manning played very well in the playoffs in the 2007, and I, at the Super Bowl he didn't really do much until the end, but did make the clutch plays. And in 2011, I think that was his best season when he when they won that Super Bowl. I think he was probably a top five guy then. Their defense was not good there; they had like the 29th defense that year. Uh, so I mean, he he did kind of carry that team that year and won the Super Bowl, but that was pretty much his only like really good season um like he was drafted with aaron Rodgers and ben he was in that class right and he uh, has double the super bowls of aaron Rodgers. <laughs> like i don't even think he's i don't like i don't even know if i would say he's better than philip rivers like i think his accomplishments but are better, i don't but think, like i don't think he is either i don't think he is either that but the, so the thought, accomplishments do matter you can't just say well if you take out those two seasons when he won two super bowls won 8 and beat tom brady and undefeated patriots team he wasn't very good well those are two major seasons if you take away 2000 what was it 12 for uh or 2010 whichever it was for the packers then then aaron Rodgers never has a super bowl like you can take stuff away all you want but he did those things for sure uh, and not every player can redefine every position. I mean, the quarterback position is you, you take the snap, you throw the ball, you hand it off. Like There's only so many things you can do. And having those iconic victories, I think, really um, is distinct. It, it puts you apart. Again, if he had lost those Super Bowls, yeah, he's kind of forgettable. But the thing is, he had those moments, and he won both those moments that he had. Like That's got to count for something. I think it's kind of like Andre Iguodala, who's won like three finals – like NBA Finals, even when like a Finals MVP, but I don't know if you even put him in the Hall of Fame just because. I but, don't think. I mean, it's different being a, the quarterback of a team versus. Absolutely just, different being a quarterback a final of the NFL. Did Eli win the MVP? He might have. Did he? he? He won both MVP both. He times. was he was two two time Super Bowl MVP. <laughs> but Andre Iguodala is a one time. NBA MVP and will make the Hall of Fame for sure. I, I'm, I was still, I mean, again, it, it just depends on what your criteria is for making the Hall of Fame. So, I mean, I, I personally think he's not good enough to be in the Hall of Fame, but you can't make the argument. It's like some some people say the argument is, uh, can you tell the story of the NFL without this player? I think I think it's Eli Manning is a pretty famous player. He I think it's hard to, you know, tell the story of the NFL without those moments and without Eli Manning. So by that measure, I think he is in the Hall of Fame. But I, I, I don't know. That seems like a pretty random thing that somebody just came up with once and now people repeat. So but but it makes sense. I mean, the iconic nature of those two Super Bowl victories he had with those drives coming down. And yes, 
he didn't throw and make the catch, but he made those throws. And it, what was it? Was it the first one where he had that like escape act before he was able to yeah. launch it down the field? Like, but even he said that was lucky after like after the game. He was. Do like, you think Patrick Mahomes? Do you think Patrick's Mahomes throw to Tyreek Hill wasn't lucky? Yeah, he had the arm talent to I mean, throw it that yeah, far. Everything. Just but Hill was shooting never been that Patrick like, Mahomes is like obviously better than Eli Manning. Yeah, congratulations. Like that's how it goes. <laughs> Just because someone's better than you, do we remove people? Okay, now the new guy is better than you, so I'm going to take you out of the Hall of Fame. You can go through no. all the old stats of all these old quarterbacks that did nothing. Take them out because they weren't good enough compared to our new standards. What are you talking about? Well, they kind of did that with like Shannon Sharp. Like he was on, like he was like a third ballot Hall of Famer, and it's because like all their like other tight ends like got it like before him just because they had like more yards because tight ends in like this era get more yards and more catches and stuff like that. Like that does happen. But you said he got in. Yeah, eventually. Okay, okay, yeah. So that I, I'm I not saying this is in the conversation. Is Eli the best quarterback who's ever played the position? Is he a no, first ballot? Is he undisputed? He's definitely no. not a first ballot. No, that. not at all. This is fun. I enjoy debates. I I definitely think, regardless of what we talk about here, you should get in. I this is kind of fun. Maybe we can bring up some more controversial. It is interesting with his career being like so down, and Eli has so many down moments and and those kind of things. Um but he also has such great highs. And I, I think it kind of, as you do in the storytelling in the NFL, he's, he's a part of it. And it's a lot of, a lot of fun to get at. And you could nitpick different things. Like you can look at his brother, Peyton has so many records and accomplishments had one super bowl that he was responsible for. And one super bowl where they miraculously saved that for him. Like <laughs> it's just yeah. kind of all, all over the place, what you want to pick and choose and what the voters will come, uh, come down to. But, uh, Kind of a random discussion, but that was that was a good one. I enjoyed you. Yeah, you bring that up. Fun little, fun little topic to bring up. Yeah, not too bad. Uh, but uh, Matthew Stafford, I I would say Matthew Stafford's a better quarterback than Eli Manning. But Matthew Stafford at this point is not a Hall of Famer because he doesn't have set accomplishments. Even though he's thrown for five thousand yards and yada yada yada, else that doesn't matter uh, because you also have to to do something. To, to stand apart. But once we win the next three Super Bowls, he'll be in easy. Yeah. <laughs> he'll be in easy. I'm freaking pumped for it. Uh, it is going to be fun. I think that's going to do it for our uh, uh, podcast here today. This has been a fun time for, for Jemp, for the freaking beast, and for screwballs, and for the rest of pro football jokes. Appreciate you guys hanging in there with us as we're excited for potentially more football to happen without Dwayne Haskins. Let's go ahead and make it uncomfortable. Make it uncomfortable. Compete every day, man. His spirit, I find it hard to be masked. Toughness. Enthusiasm. Yeah.